0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. How good is it to be in God's presence? Thank you. Thank you, team. Beautiful, beautiful worship. I don't know about you, but... um, we were away as most you know for two weeks and when I walked in here last week there's only a few of us because as we know many of people are staying home in this time and that's so okay but when I walked into this room I felt his presence so strong I'd only been away for two or three weeks but boy I'd missed it and I know his presence with us everywhere but there's something about corporate isn't there something about coming into the house of God just does something for us and I don't know about you, but, um, oh, and I'd like to just say welcome back to those who, it's their first Sunday in the the new year, because some of you I haven't seen yet, so happy new year, it's good to have you here, and um, it's exciting what God's doing, and I'm just so excited that even though it's been a bit of a rough start, has anyone else had a rough start? Like, oh, my goodness. It was a rough start for us. I mean, I found myself in a tent. And I don't know if it was New Year's Eve or one of the ones close to New Year's Eve, and there was an all-night party. (laughs) And I'm not good with noises at night when I'm tired. I'm like, David, David, (laughs) fix it. (laughs) But it wasn't actually in the campground. It was in the park. And then I found myself praying and all sorts of stuff was happening. And, you know, God spoke to me end of last year. He said... Claire, learn to be thankful in all seasons. Okay, so I had to learn to be thankful lying on an air mattress where every time David moved, he rolled over and I went, whoop! (laughs) And then he'd roll over again and I'd go, whoop, on the other side. And, you know, we didn't get a lot of sleep because of that mattress, but that's okay. We still had a good time, and I hope that all of you have come back refreshed, which is interesting because I actually didn't come back refreshed. Anyone else get what I'm saying? Okay, so I did not want to start the year again (laughs) it was too uncertain I went to this church and um, this lady was preaching and she said to me afterwards are you excited about the year I said no (laughs) anyone else feel that I was like nope because I had things organized and they were they were cancelled I had a birthday party to go to yesterday it was cancelled I had a trip it was cancelled I mean, what have I got to be excited about? <laughs> and I was really struggling with last year, and many of you probably recognise this, many of you have been under heavy artillery fire from the enemy last year, and he wants our worship, and in some moments he actually got mine, because he was doing some big stuff, and I felt the weight, I don't know if you ever watch those World war movies, heavy artillery fire is dive for cover, and sometimes it's just what you want to do, and um, What I noticed was I lost a little bit of faith in those moments, and not just faith, I lost perspective of actually what God was doing, and I really believed as I prepared this message this week that God says to us, would you come up higher? You see, I don't know if you've ever heard this, and any naturalist would be in the room would know what this is, but there's a snake line, did you know that? There's a snake line in the bush. This is good news to me, because I'm from South Africa, I do not like snakes, but there is a snake line, and it's above sea level. It's a certain altitude where at the certain height, snakes do not like to be. And in, I can see people going, yep, okay, so snakes are no good. But this line, and they say that early settlers, when they went to buy property in America, they would ask, is it above the snake line? And what they meant was Can I build my house here safely for my family, or are there too many snakes? Because what they found was on the high ground where it was rocky and a little bit harder to build a house, there was no snakes and it was safe. And the low ground in the valley, it was filled with rattlesnakes and cobras and all sorts of really bad stuff. And so they would choose to live and build their homes on higher ground. I like that. Because, you see, Ephesians tells us that we are seated in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers, and God wants us to live above the snake line. I found myself right in the valley with the snakes. Like, not a good place for me to be because I lost my perspective. And when I came into 2022 and I saw all the changes and all the stuff, I was like, nope, not going in. I'm staying right back here. I don't want to do it. And I know that sounds terrible, but I actually felt that. And I didn't just not want to step in. I felt too tired. I was like, I can't. I'm way too tired. And, you know, God reminded me. He's so kind. He's so good. In the last, one of our last prayer meetings up here, I was in a prayer meeting and God spoke to me. He spoke a word, two words to me. And I knew when he spoke to me that he was telling me something that was yet to come. And I knew that he was saying to me, Claire, come up higher. Come and see what I see for 2022. (laughs) I want to see what he sees. You see, what he said to me, he said, Those that wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, they will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and they'll rise up close to God like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and they will not grow weary. They will walk and they will not get tired. This is how we're to walk, 2022. Okay, okay hoping not in our circumstances, but in our God, who He is. And can I tell you, I've been a Christian a long time. God is faithful and He always has good in store for us. 2022, here we come. And the word the Lord said to me last year was third day. We got it up there? Third day. Oh, did you have that up already? Okay, so you're ahead of me. Third day. Do you know what He said to me? I want you to dream forward because I wasn't doing any dreaming. I'm like, nope, not going there. He says, dream forward. Dream forward, church. Last Sunday morning. And this was the first Sunday. And honestly, I will tell you, I said David, I kept saying to David, I think I need prayer. (laughs) I don't think I can do this. And he said, like, just get yourself together. And I said, I think I need prayer. And we've been doing our chaplaincy and they have this thing called supervision for people so they don't get too weighed down with all the stuff. And I'm like, I need supervision. I need supervision. (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness. And Saturday Saturday night, I'm praying. And David, I knew David's message was all about letting everything go. Let all the stuff of 2021 go. Lay it down. And I'm like, okay, I've got some work to do. Honestly, most of Saturday night, last Sunday night, or Sunday morning night, I was laying stuff down. All the heavy stuff that tried to bury me in 2021. Laying it down. And I woke up. And well, actually, in the middle of the night, I woke up and the Lord spoke to me. He said, Claire, Psalm 65 and I'm like, Psalm 65, what's Psalm 65? And he said, Your you crown, he crowns the year with his goodness, and his past drip with new, with, with abundance. And in the passion it says, and I love this, listen up, your visitations of glory bless the earth, the rivers of God overflowed and enrich it. You paint the wheat fields golden as you provide rich harvests. Every field is watered with the abundance of rain. Haven't we had that? Oh my goodness. Shower soaking the earth and softening its clods, causing, don't don't, don't, um, be mad at the rain, okay? It's doing something. Causing seeds to sprout throughout the land. You crowned the earth with the fruits of your goodness wherever you go, your tracks drip, your chariot wheels drip with oil. Do you want fresh oil this year? I do. Do you know what he was speaking to me when he said third day? Abundance. I'm like, what? I don't have any. I feel like I'm in subtraction, not abundance. Where's the, where's the abundance? And it, it just makes me laugh because all week I was thinking about this word and he's talking about abundance and I'm walking in the shops. And there's nothing on the shelves. I'm like, has there been a wall or something? There's nothing. And then I was standing next to this one man and he's like, I need toilet paper. And the lady says, you can only have one. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no abundance here, God. But I think it's funny when he starts to talk abundance before we step into it. That he is actually causing us to dream forward, don't you think? You see, one of the days that I went into the shops, because I was looking for something for dinner, I looked at all the empty showers, there was no meat, there was nothing, like nothing, and I'm thinking, wow, I should have been more prepared. Anyhow, and we've seen this a lot in the last two years, haven't we? It's kind of crazy, think, who would have thought? We're actually in our third year of the pandemic. Did anyone think of that? Like, 2020, did we ever go, this is going to last three years? No way, we never thought we'd be where we are now, and here we are, our, sh- our cupboards and shelves are empty, but God speaks abundance. He spoke abundance last week, and I'm like, okay, I'm taking it I'm going to believe what you said." But the funny thing was was that I'm in the shop, and I'm, there's nothing there. And I go to the man, and I said, "Wow, you know there's nothing here." And you know what he said to me? He said, "Oh no, this is not true reality." I said, "What do you mean? He said, "The drought is broken." Church, the drought is broken. Have you noticed the drought is broken? This is good. He said, the farmers have a bumper crop. Oh Oh, my goodness. And then he said, it's just the delivery that's been held up. (laughs) Everyone's sick. And I'm like, that's awesome. I was so excited because a couple of years ago, you may have remembered when we moved into this place, the Lord gave me a word, bumper crop. Everything got worse after that. I'm like, I didn't hear from you, obviously. I did hear from God. Because he always asks us to dream forward. Okay? I love that. But we've got to remember we have an enemy. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to take your harvest. He wants to take your bumper crop. But Jesus said, and this is what third day is all about. He said, I have come to give life and life more abundantly. There's that word again. Do you know, church? I don't know if you realize this, but as I've come up higher, God, show me. We're about to enter unprecedented days of harvest. Souls coming into the kingdom. Get excited. This is good. We're about to walk into days of no lap because we have a God of unlimited resources. He's got so much toilet paper up there. Like Honestly, we just need to ask him. <laughs> so the third day, you know what it points me to? It points me to Jesus. Okay, Jesus on the Calvary. It points me to a day where he rose again. Do you know when he rose again? Dead men rose out of graves. Like there were graves that opened up on the day that he rose again. This is third day. Like, wow. He paid the price for your sin and mine. Don't you dare let that devil accuse you of your sin. It's, it's paid for once and for all. And then David talked about this last week, Jubilee. He said every 50 years... The slaves would be set free and they could go home. Plus, land was restored back to the owners. But they had to wait 50 years. So, I mean, that's once in a lifetime if you reach 50 years. But you know what Jesus did on the third day? He declared jubilee of jubilee. A day of victory. He said, you don't have to wait 50 years anymore. He said, I declare you can have jubilee every single day. The sin price has been paid once and for all. You can come close to God. You can get back into the place of inheritance. You can actually live in the place of blessing again. The curse has been broken. Sometimes we've got to remember that, hey? So it's an exciting day to be alive, don't you think, church? Yes. It is. So the Lord showed me a couple of places that there are third day examples in the Bible. And the first one he led me to was Joshua. And it says, Moses is dead. End of a season. There's a whole lot dead in our world at the moment. COVID's arrived, okay? COVID's in front of us. But he said, Moses is dead. And then God speaks a fresh word into Joshua's heart. We need a fresh word this morning, don't we? And this is what he says. Arise and prepare for in three days, you are going to cross over into your promised land. What if 2022 is our third day? What if the church is on the verge of a hinge of history day, a defining moment day, where something incredible is about to happen, and we're sitting here saying, I don't want to walk in. Oh, no, 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 because that's what happened to 40 years in the wilderness. A whole bunch of people had fear, disbelief, and unbelief, and they didn't step into their promise. So what if we're on the verge of a hinge of history day? Oh, that gets me excited, because like, uh, okay, Lord, I want to be expectant. What is he going to do? You see, for Joshua, he had to cross the Jordan. Now, do you know that the Bible says it was swollen, flooded Jordan River? And at that time, for him to cross over, it was about one and a half kilometers wide. There is an impossibility in front of him. You see, on the third day, he makes a weight breakthrough. Impossibilities become possible. God is able to do a miracle. And what happened was the priests put their feet in the Jordan. They looked their COVID face to face and they stuck their feet and said, we're turning up to church. We're turning up to worship our God. We're putting His presence in front of us. We're worshipping and we're praising Him no matter what. And as they put their feet in that water, guess what? The water's rolled back. Guess where they rolled back to? All the way back to Adam, a town called Adam. Was Jesus, was God speaking about what was to come? All the way back to Adam, it was rolled back. Do you know that word Jordan it means to descend, to judge Jesus came, he descended, he took the judgment and he rolled it back, I'll send all the way back to Adam that says any dysfunction in your family line, anything in your bloodline that seems like a curse, he said, I rolled it all the way back, oh there in Joshua, he's pointing to the cross, third day, good, hey, and you know what I noticed, that third days often come after a period or prolonged period of either waiting, hardship, disappointment, grief, you know what, I qualify, do you qualify? I qualify, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's me, but what I also love, <laughs> what I also love was that when the people crossed over, do you know what, they had come from Egypt where they'd been slaves, then they went to the, the wilderness where they learned how to be sons and daughters who they were in God, and then when they crossed over, it says they crossed over fully armed, ready for battle, Church, are you ready for battle, fully armed, this is a year to get equipped. Get equipped in God. You see, God wants us to cross over victorious, fully armed, your sword in your hand, skillful with your sword. That means you're going to need to know the Word of God, okay? Because Joshua was told, if you want to have success in all the battles that you're going into, you know what you need to do? Keep my presence in front of you. Take the Word of God and meditate on it day and night. And you know what that speaks to me of? In the day we can see. So it's easy to have a promise of God when everything's looking good and you can see the path. But what about at night, those days where you're like, God, what are you doing? He says, get your Word of God in front of you. Start to read the Word of God day and night. Meditate on it. Chew on it. Get that Word into your spirit. Let it be your first response. You go first to the Word. 2022, we're going to need to know the Word. The second story he took me to, number two, the third day, was a day of transformation. What was empty was filled What was ordinary became extraordinary. I like that. You know, Blinky Bill says, extraordinary. I want to be extraordinary, don't you? And John 2 says, now, on the third day, are you listening? On the third day, there was a wedding feast in Galilee, a village of Cana, and Jesus and his disciples, his mother, were there and they ran out of wine. Shame. In that culture, you run out of wine at a wedding, huge shame. Everybody will talk about you. And I felt like, you know what, the devil likes to put shame just lurking in the side of the bad stuff that happens to us, the stuff that goes on in our family, our failures. But that's not what Jesus did. You see, Mary does an amazing thing. There was a crisis at the wedding. It was terrible. But Mary gets up and she goes straight to Jesus. And she says to the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. And you know what he told them to do? He said, take six stone jars and fill them up with... Fresh water. Some of you need some fresh water today. He said, fill them up, okay? Fill them to the brim, just about overflowing. Then take them to the master of ceremonies and pour it out. And as they poured it out, the water turned into wine. How cool was that? I love that Jesus. That Mary's faith was a catalyst for an incredible miracle. Like, that's amazing. Water turned into wine, that's transformation. God wants to transform your life. I don't know where you are and where you find yourself today, but I know I need transformation. What was empty was filled. I was empty at the beginning of the year. Last Sunday morning, He filled me to overflowing. I knew something had broken off me. I knew I'd stepped into the new day. You see, the third day is always a new beginning. And the older has gone. 2021 has gone. But God wants to overflow you with his Holy Spirit. And he wants you today, like Mary, to take crazy faith steps. Have you ever done that? He turned their chaos and their crisis into overflow. Our mess, your mess. i got a whole lot happening right now, I'm telling you. It's going to be our message. It's powerful. When you let Jesus into their place everything changes. Do you know that name Cana, that village Cana? Do you know what it means? Fragile, weak place. Jesus loves to invade our fragile, weak places. Oh my goodness. If he didn't invade this life, I wouldn't be standing here this morning, I promise you. I needed him to invade, okay? New wine miracles will flow in our weak places this year and it's going to transform us. That's what I want. If you're weak and feeling dry today, because I know many of us, have I'm not the only one. I might be, but I I dare say I'm not. We're tired. 2021 was a big year. And you know that we're not meant to do it in our own strength? We're meant to be filled with new wine. We're meant to be filled with everything of the Holy Spirit. There's a beautiful scripture in Galatians that says, As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. I don't know what you're battling with. It might seem like an impossibility, but the answer is to yield. The answer is to give those things to Jesus and let him fill you with his Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will transform you. It's not your job to transform yourself. Holy Spirit will do you. You see, he wants to fill you. I'll mandate, do what Mary did. Crazy faith. As soon as the crisis happens... Go to Jesus and do what He tells you to do. Obedience is paramount in this season. If He has told you to do something, do not do, I sit down and not do it. Do it. There's a miracle waiting on the other side of that obedience. But it might be scary. Mary took a chance. She took a risk. Do you know, I, I was in the supermarket recently, and a lot of the girls from Brave know this story because I told them. <laughs> but I was in the supermarket and I went to go and get some groceries, and the lady serving me was super cranky. whoa. I was like, have I done something wrong? Am I meant to be packing? What have I done wrong? And she was cranky ass. And so I started to pack my stuff thinking I was in trouble or something. And I'm packing it at the end. I said, thank you so much for putting my groceries through. And she said, oh, no, thank you for helping me. And I said, oh, what do you mean? And she said, oh, I've got a really, really sore wrist. And she starts to cry. And I now hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And I'm going, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he's speaking. He's like pray for her. I'm like, no, no, no. I just talked to her, you know. And I felt the word of God saying to me, I want you to take your hand and touch her. Now, at this moment, there was no one in the supermarket on that, that aisle. It was just me and her. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I start to talk to her that God has, God has got something for her. And she starts to sob, not just a little bit, like sobbing. As I look up, the whole aisle is full of people. <laughs> they all just turned up and I'm like oh thanks God so I lean my hand over and I pray for her and this lady is not just crying a little bit she is sobbing now to me that's a crazy faith step <laughs> I walked out of there and I said God I did my part now I'll leave you to do the rest we may not always know the outcome of our crazy faith steps but this world need us to take them okay because that's the place your faith is going to grow you see it was in the pouring out of the water that the miracle happened are you willing to pour out this year? It's going to be scary. <laughs> Number three, the third day, God points to, points, points to us that he wants to show us his glory. And it's going to come through his church, through you and I. We're going to be glory carriers. New growth birth forth over dry, barren landscape. God's glory was seen. Genesis 1. Now, I don't know about you. I'm going to read other passions. So I know many of you don't have the passion, but you need to listen up, church. And God said, okay, it's Genesis 1, 9 to 13. 13. And God said, let the water beneath the sky be gathered into one place and let the dry ground appear. Sounds like the Jordan. And so it happened. And God called the dry ground land and gathered waters he called seas. And God saw the beauty of his creation and he was very pleased. Some translations say God said it was good. Then God said, let the land burst forth with growth, plants that bear seeds of their own kind and every variety of fruit trees, each with the power to multiply from its own seed. And so it happened. The land flourished with grasses, every variety of seed bearing plant and trees bearing fruit with their seeds in them. And God loved what he saw. It was beautiful. And God said it was good. evening gave way to day three, third day third day of creation. What did God do? He separated the land from the sea. He made a way for us to walk on solid ground. What overwhelmed the earth? God overwhelmed with dry ground and separation. Whatever is overwhelming you this year, wherever you find yourself, I don't know about you, I was totally overwhelmed. God gave me solid ground to stand on and He's going to do the same for you because that's what He does. He didn't just do it at the Jordan, He did it way back at the Red Sea. It's like every change of error, I see a crossing. I see God opening up ground for us to walk on, which is really encouraging. And then what he did, he closed that barren landscape, that naked place. He closed it with his beauty, all that he was. He closed it and it became fresh and flourishing. Do you know God wants you to be fresh and flourishing this year? He doesn't want to be stale and dry. The world doesn't want that. I don't like stale bread. He wants fresh bread coming out of your life. You see, that third day revealed the beauty of our God. I was reminded this morning that a few years ago I went to Yosemite National Park. I actually lost my breath at some of the things I saw in the National Park. The beauty was breathtaking. And I knew in that moment that our natural world shows the glory of who he is. Our natural world shouts, all creation shouts of His glory. And this is how we know that He's real. Romans 1 says, "...for ever since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, been understood through His workmanship, all His creation, the wonderful things He has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in Him are without excuse and without defense." I believe in the third day, God wants to clothe you and I with His glory that the world would see who He is. Like, can you want to be a glory carrier? Romans 8 tells us that the whole world groans and stands on tiptoe to see God's church carrying His glory. All creation is waiting with excitement saying, are they going to carry it this year, God? Is this the year the glory is going to be poured out? Is this the time where people are so hungry for my presence that my glory is going to come upon them and they're going to be so beautiful? The light is going to shine so brightly that that darkness is going to flee? Is this the year, church? It could be. I know, I want it to be. See, on the third day, creation, new growth. New growth came. It was a day to grow. This year, church, would you determine you're not going to stay the same? You're going to grow. You're going to mature. You're going to even put yourself in difficult, uncomfortable places and say, you know what, that scares me, that frightens me, but I'm going there because I want to grow. Do not stay stagnant, church. It's so important that we grow. You know, I've, I've got this message that I preach, and it's about the super bloom. And it's about how this huge rain came into Death Valley. And um, a couple of months after, this, this valley was absolutely flooded with water. The valley, the Death Valley, which nothing grows in, was actually covered in beautiful wildflowers, a super bloom. And I feel like God's saying, out of COVID, there's going to come a super bloom in our lives out Of the hard place that you've been going through, out of the heavy artillery fire, out of that place where it feels like you've been swamped and overtaken, there's going to come a super bloom, a bumper crop of growth in your life. And you know what? You do not have to feel it. You just have to say amen to what He says. That's what come up higher is, okay? And He says, on the third day of creation, it was a time to plant. Church, it's time to be planted. Do not be a pot plant in this season. You will not survive. My son is living with us. He came with a, pot, a bag full of pot plants. And what I noticed, one of his plants is really fragile. And we put it, Dave and I put it in a position that it was thriving. And something happened. We went away. David moved it. When I came back, this thing was wilting. And when you're not planted in the house, okay, you're going to wilt. The storms are going to come. The promise in Psalm 92 says those that are planted in the house will flourish. And we've got to be planted in this season. And what I love about that third day, there was a variety of seeds. This is for you, I think, Mark. This is for you, okay? A variety of seeds, which tells me Creativity. Creativity in the house, there's going to be songs, there's going to be music, there's going to be art, there's going to be an incredible amount of creativity being released through God's church in this next season. Those of you that have a heart for that creative ministry, there's going to come multiplication. And I speak that prophetically over our team here, that songs, music, dreams, visions, even being able to learn more instruments is going to come upon the house. Good, hey, I want that, don't you? The third day was a day to multiply. Do you know, and I know us girls know this, but a lot of you men may not know this, we have the DNA to multiply. We have the DNA to multiply. Okay, the seed was within a seed. What's inside of you? You have no idea. Do you know, and I'm just going to tell you something very vulnerable, okay, in, when we first started um, Highway Gilston or it was Narang at that time, I didn't want to get up here. I didn't want to get on the platform. You ask David, "Hey, most of my life I've said no, haven't I?" Yeah, and the reason why I don't want to get up here because one, I never felt qualified, and two, I didn't think I had what it took, which I don't, Um, and that's okay because he does. Um, And I remember one day I was driving. So every time I had to come to put a message together, it was God, do I have to? Do I have to do this? I don't want to. I don't want to do this. This is not something I find natural. And um, I was driving home one day, and and I was really moaning to the Lord, and I said, "Lord." you know what, i have done, I can't do this anymore, it's too hard. How many of you have said that, I'm done, too hard? And the Lord said to me, well, you can sit down, Claire, if you want to, but you'll never know, and you'll never see what I'm, what's capable with a life that's surrendered to me, what I can do through this life. Like He said, you have no idea of the seeds that are within you that I will want to blossom and bloom, and when a seed is planted, who can count what's within the seed? None of us. It's multiplication, so you have the DNA to multiply, but you know what? You've got to step up. You've got to step in. You've got to say yes, so maybe some of you need to do a fresh yes this day, maybe this year. God, here I am, scared and not scared. Peter knew what that was like. He stepped out of the boat. It's a day to flourish. The land flourished with grasses. Can you just imagine, when I was reading this, that scripture, I was seeing, you know when you do photography and they do super fast images? So what happens over time, but they do it super fast, I don't know what that's called. What's that called? Time lapse? Yes, time lapse. Can you imagine that God looks down and the whole earth is covered in water and then he, he speaks one word and it separates land, water, then he starts to speak about Planting and trees and beauty and flowers and seeds and fruit. Can you imagine what's just pop, 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 and this whole world all of a sudden it looks so amazing and so beautiful. He's like, yeah, that's kind of a reflection of me. Can you imagine how that is? And he's now speaking that over us this year that we're going to be His image bearers of who He is as glory carriers. Like that is amazing. And He wants you to flourish. He doesn't want you to be that pop line in my house that is wilting. He actually wants you to be fresh. He wants you to be fruitful. And He wants you to flourish. That's His will for us. It's not meant to be so hard. I'm telling you, I do it hard because it's my flesh that that I fight against all the time. He wants us just to be planted. So how do we flourish? One of my favorite scriptures, Psalm 1. This is what it says What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? His passion is to remain true to the word, I am. Meditating day and night on the true revelation light, he will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, planted in a place of blessing by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed and ever prosperous. Do you know what? The tree planted by the river doesn't know there's famine and doesn't know there's drought. What are you planted by? Like, are you planted in the Word of God? What He says, does that trump all over your life? Because I've got a whole lot of things happening in my life that I have to go back here and say, but God, you said. God, you said. And so, you know what? You've got to go take that word. And you've got to say, but He said, I'm planted in His Word. I'm planted by the river. I'm planted in His presence. You've got to get up each morning. Make Him your first first. Get into the Word. Say, God, I need Your presence. I'm not doing this day without Your presence. I want to be that river flowing into my life. Because you know what? No matter what happens this year in 2022, no matter what government, no matter what mandate, no matter what happens in your home, no matter what fire comes through, if you are planted by the river, you are going to bear fruit. You see, I have this friend and she um, she rang me this week on Monday, and I would say that her life is probably the worst life and the hardest life of anybody that I ever have heard of, and she rang me, and I knew it was God because I couldn't stop weeping as she's talking, and she's telling me that she had, well, we knew she was in hospital over Christmas because she had a brain tumor. Last year, she was diagnosed, and um, she went into hospital. They pretty much had to take off her skull and get to this tumor, and um, It ended up that the surgery wasn't successful and she had to go in again. So she had two surgeries over Christmas. She was hoping to be home for Christmas, couldn't be. She had to stay in hospital. And she's been through a lot. And we're on the phone and I'm not asking her how she was. And all she could talk about was her beautiful Jesus. All she could talk about was... You know, she said, I'm going on this gurney this going into um, surgery and I'm saying, Jesus, if you want to take me, it's okay. It's okay. But, but whatever, whatever you choose to do, God, I just need you with me. And she said, amazing. There was this amazing moment where she just had this nurse come who she looked up and she said, you've got beautiful teeth. And she said, I thought I was looking at an angel. <laughs> and she said, the presence of God filled her heart. She still went through it. She still came out, still had to go through incredible pain. But on the other side of it, and she's still in hospital, by the way. She loves Jesus so much. She was like the tree planted by the river that bears fruit in every season. Do you know what she said to me? She said, Claire, when I come back to church, guess what? I've got a whole pile of nurses coming with me. I've got a whole lot of patients who want to come and meet my Jesus. They walk me through every valley. They walk me through every pain. They walk me through places I never dreamed was possible to come out the other side. She said, that's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. And I love Him more than I ever loved Him. He is more faithful than He's ever been. How does that happen, church? After brain surgery. And here I am complaining because I'm a little bit tired. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. I want to be the tree planted by the river, fruitful in every season. Do you know what? Our fruit is meant to be food for others. Her fruit is food for others. And then what else? She said one day she couldn't remember who she was. And her daughter, who she said, I've been sharing the gospel with this, my daughter, for years, and she doesn't want to barve it. She's my daughter, turned around and said, Mom, you are a woman of God. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. And she starts quoting scriptures to this woman. She said, There's the seed within the seed. Can you see how God works? Good. Hey. Okay. So how do we bear fruit? How do we stay fruitful this year? It's really easy, okay? It's all about intimacy. Back to the oneness of the garden. That's where God's taking us, to the place where oneness, wholeness, no brokenness. He wants us to go back there because that's why Jesus died, that we would be healed inward, outward, in every area. Peace, wholeness, shalom. And He wants us to take us back. And so we get fruitful by abiding in the vine. John 15, 4 tells us, now if you don't read anything this year, would you read the Scripture over and over and over and over again? It says, Jesus says, I'm the true vine and my Father is the gardener. As you live in union with me as your source of life, fruitfulness will stream from you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. He goes on to say, if you live a life in union with Jesus, if His words, if His words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you want And it will be done for you. (laughs) I like that. He says, when our lives bear abundant fruit, we demonstrate that we are His mature disciples who glorify the Father. The natural byproduct of abiding, spending time with Jesus is fruitfulness. It is not your job to provide the fruit. It's His. But the fruit comes as you spend time with Him. Now, this is a scripture, okay, that I just want to say. You don't need to look it up. But it says Genesis 1:27. This is what God did in Genesis. So God created man and woman and shaped them with His image inside of them. In His own beautiful image, He created His masterpiece. Can you believe the God of the universe calls you His masterpiece? That's what He calls you. Male and female, He created them. And God blessed them in His love, saying, Reproduce, be fruitful and subdue it. Reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, every creature that lives on the earth. And God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant growing throughout the earth, vegetables and every fruit-bearing tree with its seed within itself— They will be your food. They will also be food for every creature that moves on the ground, every creature with the breath of life. And so it happened. God surveyed all he had made. And you know what he said? I love it. And I have a little granddaughter that when I bring something home she loves, you know what she says? I love it, Mama Claire. And I see God saying that over you. I love it. You are his masterpiece. Isn't that beautiful? And then Genesis 2.8, then Yahweh God planted a lush garden in Eden. And he took the man and he took the woman and he placed them in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and watch over it. Church 2022, is bringing us back to the garden, back to the place of wholeness and oneness, fullness. What was empty will be full, will overflow. He's bringing us a place of authority and power that we would be fruitful, we would multiply, we would subdue, and we would take dominion. Fresh commissioning in 2022, do you want to be commissioned by the Most High God? Do you want to be commissioned by the Most High God? It is the greatest, greatest privilege to be alive in this season with what God is doing and what He is saying. God is saying, I believe, that we're moving into a season of fruit. Fresh fruit, much fruit, lasting fruit, and fruit that remains. Lots of fruit. Abundance of fruit, bumper crop. Lastly, but definitely not least. Okay, Mark, your team can come back. The third day, take note, was wedding day. Okay, third day was wedding day. Church, our bridegroom is coming back. Are you ready? Are you prepared? We're about to cross over. This is a day to passionately fall in love with Jesus. A day to declare your love for God. Not quietly. To everything in your life would shout that you are a lover of Jesus. <laughs> I love that. I hear the words, who is the one arising out of her desert clinging to her beloved? And the bridegroom You see, the bride has come out of the wilderness, but in the wilderness and the hard places, this is how how we fall in love with Jesus. And the bridegroom responds, place my love as a seal upon your heart. May our only appetite in 2022 be the word of God and his presence. May that be our one thing and our first thing, because that's going to change your life. You see, weddings are an opportunity to seal our love for Jesus. They speak covenant. They speak of everything that he is. It speaks of being set apart. I hear these words as I wrote this. And the bride has made herself ready. She may be seen dressed in linen, gleaming and spotless, for such linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And the last words in Revelation say, and the Spirit and the bride say, Come, are you hungry for his return? I can't wait. Can you imagine that little bit of glory in creation we see? It's going to be a hundred times more than that. We're entering the season of weddings, the bridegroom returning. So in the Jewish culture, The third day, did you notice the story in John 2 about the wine, the water into wine? It was the third day a wedding took place. That third day was a Tuesday as counted by the Hebrew week beginning on the Sunday. The third day was chosen as the wedding day in ancient Judaism because it is the only day of creation where God said it was good twice. They believed that the wedding day, that third day, was twice blessed. Awesome, hey, think of that. I want to get married on a day that's twice blessed. We are actually living in a day that's twice blessed. You know that God blessed the people in the, before the cross in the Old Testament? And in the New Testament, He blessed them again, twice blessed. We're living in the day of double blessing. Are you ready, church? It is not about COVID. It is not about how you feel. It's not about a vaccine mandate. It's all about Him. And we're living in a day where He's calling us back to the garden, where they were blessed with abundance of everything, of His Spirit, of intimacy with God. God is removing the blockages. Where you have found it hard to get into the Word of God, this year you're going to find it easy. Where you have found it hard to get into His presence, this year. Yeah, what was empty is going to be filled to overflowing. And it's not just 2022. This is just the beginning of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit like you've never ever seen or ever experienced in your whole life. And all I can say church, if you would stand there and say God, I want to be an empty vessel. I want you to fill me. I want you to fill me to overflowing because I want to carry your glory to this world. I want to be the light that shines so bright that the darkness flees. Are you ready church? The bridegroom is coming Coming back before he comes back, it's prophesied that there would be a harvest a harvest all over the nations of the world, a harvest of souls, a harvest of his Holy Spirit being poured out upon all men or sons and daughters who will prophesy, they would dream dreams. And as his spirit gets poured out, his glory is going to fill the earth. And as his glory fills the earth, men are going to say, He is real, He is alive, and they're going to follow him. But it's going to take you and I. You see, he wants us to be his glory carriers. Are you ready to be his? glory carries church are you ready what an honour and what a privilege why would we only give them 50% or a little bit you can't be a glory carrier if you don't give them your everything it's giving them your everything and so today as we come to the end would you live from the place of the double blessing would you live from that place you're not cursed you're blessed the curse has been broken the third day We've got resurrection life flowing in us, seeds that have a hold within them, the DNA to multiply and reproduce. You see, there is that commissioning that Jesus says He calls you and I to be those ones that would be found in the secret place. It's out of that place. You're going to see things you never dreamed were possible. And so as we come to the end today, I don't know how you're feeling But I know for me, I had to do some heart work before the Lord. And I actually had to repent. You see, I might not have a huge addiction of whatever. I might not have some big thing that you think, oh, that's not so bad. Don't worry about it, Claire. No, I needed to repent. Because I got too busy for God, I got too busy for the things of His Spirit. I got too busy to stop and wait on His presence. I allowed all the other things that shouted so loud in my world to take my first attention. And I had to say, God, I'm sorry. And then he said to me, Claire, he said, I've been waiting for my people to stop and sit at my feet and to be the empty vessels that would be filled again and again and again and again. The ones who would take my word and they would be their food and nourish them with his love. And I had to repent in church. I don't know. David last week said, lay those things down. I feel like there's this place in January as we fast and pray that as a church and as a body of believers, we're just going to lay down those places and we're going to come back to the garden. Come back to that place. Make time this year for Jesus. Not when you can fit Him in. He should be first first. Okay, out of that place, fruitfulness, food for others is going to come. And I don't know, David, if you want to open the altar or not. I know we've probably taken a bit of time, but... If you feel like you're super empty and just want a fresh feeling, I know I'll, I'll join you there. If you'd like that, come. We're going to sing. We're going to pray. And we're going to believe that God is going to do something spectacular in our year, third day. Can I pray for you? Gee, would you stand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we know we're standing in significant days. We know, Father, that we don't want to do 2022 like we did 2021. We want to come up higher. We want to come up above the snake line. We want to come and see what you see. We know that you've opened up a portal. 2,000 years ago, you opened it up that we could come boldly to that place. We're covered in the righteous road of Christ. We're seated in heavenly places. You have given us all authority and all power to sit in that place above principalities and powers. And Father, I pray today, Lord, as a church... We stand before You. We're empty, Jesus. We ask for a fresh and filling of Your Holy Spirit, that every place that was dry and barren, that You'd change the landscape of that in our lives, that You'd fill us up afresh, that we would declare and commission our love to You today, Lord, and declare that You are our one thing, our only thing, our only appetite, Father, because we know this is a significant day where You're calling us into destiny and purpose calling us to multiply, to be fruitful, to subdue and take dominion, because our promised land awaits us. And Father, I know that You're about to make a way for us to walk in as we step forward. So I pray for every person in this room, Father, I pray a hunger and a desire for Your presence that would override every other appetite in their life. I ask for an overflow of Your Holy Spirit. And for those in this room that don't know Jesus, I pray that today would be a significant day where they would say, yes, I want to know about this God. I want to know this God that is so faithful and kind. I want to know about this God who enables us to get through storms of life and still stand firm and strong. And Father, I pray that today they would be a loud shout today. Jesus, would you use me? And Father, I pray that crazy faith is gonna come out of this room. I pray, Father, that when crisis hits and chaos comes in our life, our first response is we're gonna do what Mary did. We're gonna go to Jesus. We're gonna go to Jesus and we're gonna do exactly what you say to do. And Father, in that place, we know there's about to come a miracle. We're about to step into miracle territory. So I ask for fresh faith over your body today. Fresh fresh faith, Lord, the kind of faith that moves the mountains, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.